Oh God, we would make room for you in this season of all seasons, room in our minds, room in our hearts, room in our lives. Let your word be born in us anew so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, the light of Christ will shine in us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Last Sunday, we focused on the song of Zechariah, father of John the Baptizer. Now, Papa Zechariah is mentioned in the beginning of today's scripture, but he does not appear, and, well, you remember, he's in a, what you call a quiet period, having been made mute for a while. So this Sunday, we turn our attention to two Women with news. John's older mama, Elizabeth, and her cousin, Mary, the young, young mother of Jesus. Now earlier, an angel had appeared to Elizabeth and Zechariah to tell them that John was coming and, and to Mary to tell her that her old relative, Elizabeth, was already six months pregnant. Stunned by the news of two unexpected unplanned, unprecedented pregnancies, young Mary sets out to visit and help her old relative, Elizabeth. It's the only encounter that they will have, as far as we know from Scripture at least. But wait, let's let Luke, let's let Luke tell this story as we listen for God's word for us today in the first chapter of Luke, starting at the 39th verse. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped with joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord. And my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy according to the promises he made to our ancestors, to Abraham, and to his descendants, forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. 
Well, Lord, may my words and may our thoughts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our reading from Luke's Gospel tells a story of a road trip that Mary took to see her relative, Elizabeth. Why do you think she took that trip? I have known pregnant people who took a long trip early in their pregnancy as sort of a last hurrah. You know, let's go while we can. <laughs> But that's not why Mary went. She was poor. She didn't have the money for a little vacation. Now, just maybe she wanted some advice and encouragement from an older relative. After all, pregnant and unmarried, Mary was in danger of being ostracized by her community, rejected by her fiancé. And then where would she be? After all, we're not talking about modern America where she could go live the single life in Minneapolis, you know, kind of like Mary Tyler Moore and Clipper Hatton there. <laughs> or for that matter, back uh, in Reagan's day or George Bush's day, like Murphy Brown, who could have a baby even though the Vice President Dan Quayle did not approve at all. <laughs> she wasn't even a real person. She was a character on TV. Still is. Well, Mary might, she might have been going to help her older relative as well as to seek her advice. Why she went, that's one of the details of the story we just don't know. And for that matter, Luke, he often includes lots and lots of details, but he did not tell us where Zechariah and Elizabeth lived or how long a journey the pregnant Mary traveled. What we know is that when they got together, they sang. When Elizabeth and Mary sang their good news songs, they're not the first women in the Bible to sing of good news. Just for example, in the Old Testament book of uh, 1 Samuel, we read of Hannah. She was married to a man who had two wives, but that was not the problem. <laughs> uh, you may have heard about the fellow that asked, now where exactly in the Bible does it say you can't have more than one wife? And they said, well, you know, it's right there in the New Testament. It says that a man cannot serve two masters. <laughs> <laughs> well, the problem wasn't that he had two wives. The problem was that one wife named Penina had children, but Hannah, Hannah had no children. So Hannah had prayed and prayed and prayed to have a child, and even that got her in hot water. Scripture tells us that as she continued praying before the Lord, Eli, who was the priest, Eli observed her mouth. Hannah was praying silently, so only her lips were moving, and her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli, th Eli thought she was drunk. So he said to her, How long will you make a drunken spectacle of yourself? Put away your wine. But Hannah answered, No, my Lord, I am a woman deeply troubled. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but I have been pouring out my heart before the Lord. Do not regard your servant as a worthless woman, for I have been speaking out of my great anxiety and vexation all this time. So 
Now, Eli the priest did not exactly say, sorry, my bad. <laughs> but he did give Hannah a blessing, saying, go in peace, for the God of Israel grant the, the petition that you have made to him. So keep in mind Mary's song that I read and Erica sang. As you hear the first few verses of the prayer song that Hannah sang, when she took her little boy Samuel to the temple. My heart exalts in the Lord. My strength is exalted in my God. My mouth derides my enemies because I rejoice in my victory. There is no holy one like the Lord, no one beside you. There is no rock like our God. Talk no more so very proudly. Let not arrogance come out of your mouth for the Lord is a God of knowledge and by him actions are weighed. The bows of the mighty are broken, but the feeble gird on strength. Those who were full have hired themselves out for bread, but those who were hungry are fat with spoil. The barren has borne seven, but she who has many children is forlorn. So that was the first half of her song. You hear the similarities? Both Hannah and Mary speak out of great reversals brought about by God. The proud will be humble, the lowly lifted up, the hungry will be filled, the rich sent away. Hannah's song is one that Mary would have known. And in a way, it offers a model for how to respond to her good news. Mary's song first describes what God has already done and then what God will do. And let me tell you, you have not seen Mary's list on any Christmas card. Or just take a look at the couple of verses, 52 and 53, where she says, God has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, sent away the rich empty. In the world that Mary lived in and many places now, that kind of talk can get you in trouble can get you in jail or worse. I have read that there are places in the world where the, this hymn, which is called the Magnificat, they take that name Magnificat, it's the, it's the first Latin word in that Vulgate or Latin translation of the Bible. And so there are about six of those songs in the first couple of chapters. But this song is not even translated from the Latin. I guess they just go along and say in the middle, Magnificat, Omnia, Meo Dominum, et Exultavis, Spiritus, Meus, et Deo, Salutari, Meo. And then only the Latin scholars would be wise to the song. Troublesome political and economic ideas. In fact, Duke University's Will Willimans once called this Magnificat song Mary's little revolutionary song. This young woman who is poor and powerless and pregnant before her wedding is an example of how God comes into the world in unexpected ways and through the lives of humble, unlikely, oftentimes excluded or marginalized people. Now if you think about it, we don't really know much about Mary, do we? 
but because God favored her in such a special, what a unique way. There are many who have tried to identify and celebrate virtues that they attribute to her, but we really don't know, do we? What we know for sure is that she trusted God, and God blessed her. Some see Mary as a model for women, but the truth is, she's a model for women and for men because she trusts God. So what do we learn from Elizabeth and Mary, these women with news? These relatives, one quite old, one quite young, both pregnant, both prophetic. From these women with news, we learn God's full of surprises. Our notions of God are just too small, too limited, too, too confined. As in the lives of Elizabeth and Mary, God breaks in in ways, in ways we could not have imagined or even thought possible, but as as you remember, the angel told Mary, nothing will be impossible with God. From these women with news, we can learn to give thanks to God for what God has done for us. Like Mary, we can sing, my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on me. Consider your own life. And surely like Mary, you can name ways that God has done great things for you. From these women with news, we can learn that God can use anybody. No matter how old, no matter how young, how poor, how powerless, God can use us to work his will. Sometimes, sometimes even to, as in this case, to change history. From these women with news, we learn that God shows up in places and God shows up in ways that are quite different from we, what we might plan or expect. Sometimes a lot different from what we want, different from what we think we need. But as that, there's an old favorite hymn of mine that says, God is working his purpose out as year succeeds to year. God is working his purpose out. And the time is drawing near, near and near draws the time, the time that shall surely be when the earth shall be filled with the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. From these women with news, we learn that God has come to earth as one of us, a human being, born as a helpless baby, and yet Emmanuel. God with us. Thanks be to God. Oh God, help us to remember Mary's song and not seek security and pride and power and possessions. Keep us from passing those, passing by those considered lowly in this world. Make us attend to hungry people who still wait to be filled. Help us to work for the justice you intend and make us the messengers of the peace you bring. Lord, turn our apathy into acts of love and service. Now may the God of justice be your path, the Lord of mercy be your guide, and the spirit of love be
be your light this day and forevermore. All this we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, Emmanuel. Amen.